and good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another disappointing edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Rutgers. I'm your host, Chad Schwartzkopf, here to talk about a, another slightly aggravating, disappointing game. Um, man, this is a team that can really get to you. Um, I, I will be, again, 100% honest here. 100% honest. This was almost the first game for myself that I almost turned off. I nearly turned off this game. Um, it takes a lot for me to get there. And even when we struggle and stuff, I will keep a game on and I'll, I'll be there for it all the way through. But this one, this one I had to fight to, to, to keep watching. Um, had a really long day at work today. Um, and was feeling good because we got over a lot of stuff uh, at work and uh, had a good day and everything. So I was coming back and I was excited to watch IU basketball. And then this game happens and it kind of kills that mood. And because of that shift in mood, I, I almost wanted to turn it off. I know probably some of you had those moments too. Uh, if you didn't turn it off, I know you at least probably picked up your phone, started playing Candy Crush or whatever game or looking through social media. Um, it's tough. It's very tough to deal with a game like this. And I haven't, first, I haven't said the score even. <laughs> I normally break down that. But uh, IU loses 74 to 63. Again, it, some late, late game heroics there uh, from Jordan Geronimo hitting threes, which that's – Okay, let's 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 look at some positives first. Let's get those positives out of the way. Jordan Geronimo hitting those threes. That's great. That's a, that's a high arcing three he has, but um, that's a good look to the future of this team. And right at, right at the beginning too, uh, IU gets to a great start. Now, I guess I should have trusted my initial feelings. And uh, it, it goes back to earlier shows and earlier points of the year where I, I kind of stated that um, in a lot of those early games, the first couple plays really kind of set the tone for the game and told you who was going to be hot for the game and, and what the storyline for the game was going to be. And what are the two plays for IU? But turnovers by Rob Fennessy. And what's the final story in the game? The guards struggle. We don't have a good ball handler. We don't have someone that is consistent and can fight through that. Um, now, my mind shifted away from that. I mean, I kind of bookmarked that as I saw that happen because then IU collected themselves and played well for the first couple minutes, had some great defense shutting down Rutgers and uh, played good game, getting uh, inside out, good pick and rolls to uh, TJD. And uh, Rob was, was finding the corners, making, making threes from the, from the corner. Um, and again, that's IU and the players with their skill sets playing within their skill sets, playing, being role players. What was the big thing? If you go back and listen to or hear um, or watched or knew IU basketball under Bob Knight, he had role players. 
he had guys that played their role. What's starting to become the big trouble in the sport of college basketball is all these players that want to play every position and be this versatile player because that's what's happening in the pros. Um, but this team has the pieces and plays well when people play their roles. When we have Rob as a good ball handler that can slash to the basket when needed, that can start the offense, get those great pick and rolls, uh, make an open three when that, when that chance comes. And then with Al, why he got so hot and scored so well at the beginning and, and had a decent game, Al playing within his game, not being the main ball handler, playing as a wing player, playing as a, a, as a guy, a catch and shooter, um, similar then with Armand Franklin before he went out. Um, he didn't do anything well in this game because I think he was dealing with his injury, his injury uh, re-aggravated, but being that player to uh, make plays when need be as well, being your wing player that can uh, create his own shot and, and do that, playing within his role. Um, TJD, again, playing within his role playing in the inside, dominating the paint, doing what he needs to there. Race Thompson being that support player for TJD, being the, the guy that can defend well and is there to rebound. He had 10 rebounds, Trace had 11. Suck in those rebounds and, and, uh, and everything. So when this team can be their roles, they play well. It's when those players, roles get turned on their side that I believe is when things become a mess. When you're, when you're counting on Rob to bring the ball up and initiate the offense, he could do it, but that's not using him in the way that we should be in the way that can benefit the team the most. Um, and I mean, just our, our point guards guard struggled overall, and I think that just domino affected uh, from then on out. Um, both of them leading uh, combined to six turnovers, and I, I almost the reason I wanted to do this show was because I I didn't want to prepare for it. Uh, to the degree where I, d I didn't want to kind of sit down after I watched the game and, and plan out what I was going to say and, and, and what I wanted to, to bring to this show. Um, I, I wanted to be something where I had the chance to sleep on it and I had the chance to kind of cool my emotions because I didn't want to have fiery emotions and, and just all be all rage and fire Archie and, and doomsday talking um, as I maybe would be. Um, if I talked, if I had to talk immediately after the game. So I kind of wake up, I get my coffee and I come up here and I, I may listen to what the coach had to say. Um, I may listen to a little bit of maybe assembly calls post game show and, and everything like that. Just kind of refresh the game in my head and then, and then try to, um, just be really frank and off, off the cuff with you guys. Honestly, I don't, I don't prepare what I'm going to say. It's, it's just coming out as it comes out. Um, I may take a note or two as I'm kind of thinking this morning. Um, but I almost did not do this show this morning because at the beginning when I woke up and was getting going, I was speechless. 
I needed more time to digest this game and, and digest what this team is. And something that just kind of hit me is that I think this team is just, they're just very fragile. And you can see that when things go wrong and things happen, that this team just kind of falls apart. And I think the coaching staff, and some of this was inspired by what, again, Assembly Call was saying a little bit last night in the snippets that I listened to this morning. The coaching staff, I think, is trying to find what to do with that. It's fragile, and it has an issue with toughness. And having that guy, that bulldog guy, again, those that listen continuously to my show know I'm always talking about the bulldog guy. And I want you to have that bulldog guy who's always fighting and barking at, he, at his teammates and trying to get going. Again, Trey Galloway is that guy, but he's a freshman. He doesn't have the expertise and willingness to step up and be in that role yet. But bookmark this. I'll come back to it. I'll told you so it, but in the future, you'll see him as that guy. And being so fragile, the coaching staff, I feel like, is constantly trying to find ways to get this team to do what they need to do and find that that thing to inspire them. Now, I think they've been playing catch-up a lot. I think the coaching staff has done a decent job as we've gone through. We've You think about different issues that we've had going out throughout the year, and the team's done a decent job at tackling some of those and alleviating some of those. Obviously, most recently being the bad starts. So we started having very bad starts at the beginning, uh, in the middle of the season. Couldn't get going. Well, last couple games, we've had decent starts. And then we just fall off from there. Beginning of the season, it was three-point shooting. And then, as of recent, we've been shooting the three a lot better. This that we fall apart towards the end of the game on this. Some, some of those shots need to go in. And... We struggled with toughness from uh, aggressiveness and and, and, and and plays from TJD, and, and he's turned that around. So I think the coaches are working and struggling to find something to get this team inspired. And it's 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 confounding them, and it confounds me. Again, it's it it's that's what makes you speechless. And I don't know if this team needs a sports psychologist um, to come in, if it's all in their head, if they got mentality, it, it, if just what we're going through with COVID and everything, if if all of that and virtual classes and everything just has them filling off kilter and uh, depress, depression, I mean, could some of them be dealing with depression? And, and, and that's something common that you hear that, that kids are struggling with right now because of what's going on. Um, with some of that toughness and everything, especially in the home games, um, I think having fans could have helped some of that. Some of those close home games that we lost, that, that boost of energy would have, would have helped give confidence and everything. Because it's if you had to tell me, if you had to get me to say what is... What's the issue with IU? 
And I would say confidence and toughness. Because Ron Harper Jr. for Rutgers has been struggling to make shots and make plays. And like the weird thing always happens, uh, players play IU and they find their game again. And he got hot again and he got confident and then he got excited and you saw him smiling and having a good time and you saw all the all the Rutgers players the same, smiling, having a great time. They were getting lobs and, and, and dunks and, and everything like that. And so their confidence was raised. And did you see any of that confidence out of the IU players out there? No, you didn't. So when you have those two parallels going on, you're going to see a whooping like you did. That's going to happen. Um, so I, I don't know what, what you do because, uh, if you want to argue that Archie was trying with different lineups to see who would get hot and what could happen because we saw weird lineups. And if you want to be that fan that argues, well, why has he got that crazy lineup in there? Why is this going? Well, because the starters weren't doing their job. And you get such hot and cold fans that you'll see online that are ready to attack either way. And again, I'm, I'm not defending Archie with this. I'm just defending this. I'm, I'm just arguing about this argument. Just to, uh, You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with lineups. Because people will argue that, okay, well, the starters aren't getting ready. Why isn't he playing Christian more? Well, then we get Christian in there, and Christian gets gets, gets uh, shredded up a little bit and, and, and struggles and turns the ball over. Well, why do you put Christian in there? We needed, we needed more stability. What's with these crazy lineups? So I know. I know. You're aggravated. I'm aggravated. And it's tough because we're searching for something that's going to solve it. And I think it's not necessarily the unsolvable but it has to be the solvable within and within these players themselves. They have to find something, that next level, that next fight, that next toughness. And the coaching staff has to find a way, not to find it for them. I don't think the coaching staff has to find that for them. The players have to find that themselves, but the coaching staff has to find a way to get them there. Get them to that point. Um, is it funky team building exercise? Is it something? I don't know. Find that level of toughness. Find that confidence. Find that swagger again. Find that enjoyment of the game. I think some of that happens, and you see this this team turn around. And yeah, I mean it's it. Looking ahead. We've got tough games coming. Michigan, Michigan State, and Purdue, and then the and then the Big Ten tournament. So it's very much crunch time. Next game against Michigan. Michigan is soaring right now. Michigan's a tough team. It's going to be a heck of a game. It's at at home, so. Hopefully the guys can feel a little more confident being there at home, their family members cheering on. I know 
I know I'll see, we'll hear Miss Franklin out there screaming and hollering. India, holler for all of us, please. You've got that loud voice, we hear it. About Saturday at noon against Michigan. So I'm going to be there cheering it on. I'm going to fight through turning it off or going to something else and hope these guys enjoy the game again. Hope these guys find something within themselves. And hope the coaching staff can support them in that quest. And that this IU team can get to where they can be. Because, we again, we've seen glimpses. We've seen good play by this team. They just can't get over that hump. That, that mental roadblock. Whatever, whatever hits them. That fragile jaw, if you want to put it in a boxer's sense. When you get that one hit, that one jab, that one hook. And you fall to the mat. Well, it's time for IU to pick themselves off that mat. Let's go, guys. Let's see it. That will do it for this edition of the Hoosier Morning After. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. There you can watch live every morning after the games. And if you miss the live show, you can watch the replay on YouTube, or you can catch it wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks again for listening. You can follow me at Twitter, at General Chadwick. There I'll have announcements about the show and uh, can even open up for questions eventually. If you have questions I can can, uh, express or address on the show. Special thanks to Bob Thompson for producing the music here on the show. I'll see you next time the morning after the game. Until then, go out there, have a wonderful day, and as always, go Hoosiers.